Hello, everybody, and welcome to What Do You Say Anime? I'm your host, Peter. And on today's episode, we will be discussing the 2020 Anime of the Year nominee, Keep Your Hands Off of Izoken. We got a full cast of characters today, so let's go through them. Uh, first, joining us back from his return again, we got Cat. Cat, how's it going? I'm doing a lot better than I was last time that <laughs> I was up here, honestly, because last time I was in a job that felt like i was gonna die anyway uh <laughs> so i would just like to say it's good to be back we're glad to have like because like finally i've got a place where i can grow and i've got a schedule that allows me to you know have time to live my life so um also in a new venue about to move in the next few months but uh yeah so That's awesome yeah. Well, welcome back, Cat, and uh, returning co-host is Mr. Johnny himself. Johnny, how's it going? Wait, you just call me co-host. You are a co-host. Yeah, I'm a watch club. You've been you've been on like 14 episodes. You're a co-host by you're now. Using Pat, Pat, with Pat moderators, sure. it's good. Pat yeah, Mouse sure. with moderators. You're a co-host. I'm doing I'm doing good. You know, you all got lucky. You all got the skill seat of all every garden movie. Unfortunately, they don't give a damn about. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Sick, great. sick. I'm uh, having a great time. Yeah, I'll wait maybe two to three more months if I'm lucky. So yeah, it'll be great. on Netflix soon enough. Don't yes. worry. Uh, and we did a review. Me and Pat did. So if you have seen the Violet Evergarden movie, you should go check us out in our review. Watch us cry on camera. It's true. I we both like almost <laughs> broke down. <laughs> almost broke down. That was that was pretty crazy. But it was a great movie. Uh, joining coming back as well is Mr. Hastick himself. Has how's it going? It's good. Um, life is good. Um, currently actually finishing up the last episode. Don't worry, it's only a few minutes. I'll be there for the convo. And I've, you know, been running. I've been, I've, I've been really happy. Uh, slightly unrelated, but I'm really happy to announce that Miles is going to Evo next year. Um, <laughs> and, and I take full responsibility for it. That's uh. So yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good. That's great. And our first Wait, is he going that- to contend? Yeah, he's yeah he's definitely contending. Oh, he's for actually fighting in the tournament. Oh yeah, is he playing Smash. Oh, that's a bad joke. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the Smash community. My bad. That was Ooh, tasteless. I'm him. sorry. Whoops. And joining us, our first moderator of the night, Mr. Jay Wong himself, Miles. Miles, how's it going? Man is born of action. He ought to do something. Work at each step. Awakens a sleeping force and roots out error. Who does nothing knows nothing. Rise to work. If thy knowledge is real, employ it. Wrestle with nature. Test the strength of thy theories. See if they will support the trial. Act. These words were spoken by St. Aloysius Gonzaga. And as far as I know, there is no saying anything Baylor. So, fucking go Zags. Okay? That's what I have to say. Go Zags. This anime was pretty good. Go Zags. <laughs> uh, yeah, for those who don't know, Miles went to Gonzaga, and this, we are recording this prior to the national championship game. So, uh, depending on how the night turns out, could be could change Miles' <laughs> attitude before or after you view this episode. So, good luck, go Zags, go Dogs, whatever you say. And if our Zags win, this, our, this anime is probably gonna get a fucking ten. Maybe, maybe it's probably gonna get a two. And our last moderator of the night, the starting point guard of the San Antonio Spurs himself, Mr. Patty Mills. Pat, how is it going? 
uh, headbandless. So uh, I, I don't know. I, maybe I retired from uh, from basketball. I don't know. Uh, has just got to say, sick fade, bro. I love it. Uh, big haircut game for the two of us, the two, uh, <laughs> two club members between our last two meetings. So we're looking good. We're looking fresh. And uh, we're ready to talk about a show that also looks good and fresh. So, uh, yeah, sick transition, Pat. We are talking about Izokin tonight. The uh, keeper or keep your hands off Izokin anime from two, early 2020 from the winter season of seasonals uh, made by the studio Science Saru, whose director, uh, God, what was his name again? Let me pull that. Yus- uh, Yusa Masaki. Uh, uh, y- Yuasa Masaki, uh, I believe, is the the main director for this sh- series, and he's done a ton of stuff in the past that is uh, is very famous. So, uh, I don't know, before we get too into this show, uh, let's talk about our first impressions of it, as always. So, spoiler free. So, if you haven't seen the show yet, don't worry. But you want to know if you want should watch it or not, you can listen to us talk about it real quick. Again, no spoilers here. First couple episodes. What do you think? What do you know about it going in? Whatever you want to say, Miles. Why don't you start us as always? Sure. Um, so I didn't know a lot about it, but I really like Science Saru shows, so I nominated it. Um, so for my first impressions, um, I, I'm normally not like an animation junkie. I don't really care. I think books are cool. Um, you know what I mean? Those have like no animation. Um, they're just like words on a page. Um, but for the first three episodes or so, when I you know I was first going to watch this, the show's animation like blew my fucking mind. I wouldn't shut up about it in the anime club channel on our discord, uh, in the link below. Um, Six sick. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it, like, I, I don't even, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It, it blew my mind. I, I was just like, I had fun watching this show so much. Like, I, I think I said the show could be about literally nothing and have no dialogue and I would love it. So like, that's just how impressed I was by the animation. Um, yeah, uh, and lastly, sorry, would you recommend it or? Uh, oh, I would uh, yeah. That, after yeah. all of that, for sure, no. Um, wouldn't recommend it at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would absolutely recommend this show. I think it's very good. Yeah. What about Twilight? Would you recommend Twilight? There we I go. would, unironically. I think that <laughs> we should have fun with ourselves sometimes. Um, and that show certainly is able to be made fun with or whatever. I don't know. That's a like, very kind way to put it. I like that. Kat, what about you? What are your first impressions of Twilight? So the opera still stands. If we actually do do Twilight, my girlfriend will probably join in. Um, <laughs> we should. But going... We should do Twilight at this point. Maybe we should dive for April Fools. I guess it's too late now, though. Ah, oh, damn. That's right. Fair this enough. is a co- our comedy nomination. We we did nominations for a comedy show. Uh, I guess we can talk about that later on when we when we discuss the show. But go on, Kat. Sorry. Okay, so um, so going back to uh, Isaacin instead of Twilight, uh, Isaacin for the first few episodes, I was not sure what I was getting into. All I know is that all I did was like read the synopsis, be like, "Hey, looks like they're making an anime. Cool, what's going on?" And then like I actually started watching it, and I was just surprised at how good it was, like how how the animation style like just the regular frames per second for the animation versus the animation inside the animation if he like like through all of that and how like the imagination was portrayed for the different characters and like it was so so good i um like honestly it was just such 
such a fun ride for the first few episodes and i and we'll get into like uh my thoughts on the rest of them a little bit later but uh yeah i would definitely uh i would definitely recommend it uh i would actually recommend it for people who want to get into like making their own like stock animation and shit like that maybe like going into making their own like independent anime or something like that because that is really really cool or even their own in just art in general or or being creating content i think it this highlights uh the three it, it has three different people obviously is the main cast but they all have three different very different takes on the process of creating something right and that's highlighted throughout the show and i think that this it this helps you it, obviously it's more directed towards anime specifically but i think you could look at this and say see the similarities between other uh, forms of content or creation uh or art creation and and see the uh the helpfulness i guess of having those three perspectives but uh yeah but yeah has what have you got um yeah so i started this show and honestly i would say like not to sound dramatic but like i needed this show um i think this show is like super important to anyone who creates and i think it's very easy to see that in the first three episodes um sort of like what pat and cat were saying uh you get introduced to these three characters each of which show you different parts of the creative process and they go into more detail um with each of them throughout this series um which we'll get into later but i found it very pleasant um and i am a big fan of when uh shows sort of present things that maybe in real life um maybe a little harder to talk about with people that you know um which i'll go into a specific uh example of that uh later on um but allow essentially like this place for you to talk about it with these characters and and not have all the negative connotations and like personal feelings that people have because art is a really uh personal matter to people who create it um when people criticize art in like the way people do things a lot of feelings come up and i feel like this show is a great fun way of exploring legitimate um pros and cons on certain aspects of art and like it's it's all there in the first three episodes so i i definitely had a lot of fun um definitely way better wished i came back here and not um blood blockade battlefront whatever <laughs> Yeah, that was another show that we watched that uh, showed the creative process in their own way, I guess, right? Um, or lack thereof. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey, that's part but, uh, of the creative process. You know, not every piece of art is is quality, right? Not every piece of art is great. Uh, man, why am I defending this show? What am I saying? I don't know. Uh, Johnny, what have you got for this? Uh, so I'd like to say uh, you're welcome, Has, by the way. And also, uh, yeah, so a uh, fun fact. So a, what, a few years ago, I was actually getting into this kind of thing. I was actually making some animations and stuff for myself. And I have been in the art business for quite a few years. I've actually been in it for, I think, six or seven. Although, to be fair, watching this show just reminded me of why I quit, because I just uh, wasn't good enough. But, you know, shit happens. Can't be the best at everything. So that's <laughs> what it is. But yeah, I... The show actually does like dreams die sometimes. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally I mean, what I just... my dreams People die. Cry. My dreams died as soon as I was born. So like, yeah. 
Jesus, Johnny. You win some, you lose some. Who knows? Well, but anyway, we'll talk fun. about this another time. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, this is like, therapy. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm so good. Uh, anyways, so I think I think one of the interesting things about is that like it actually shows you a lot about like how artists think, and this is like a lot of times like they do get artists blocked they just like don't know what to do so you know what they do they just go outside fuck fuck off just like go see the world and stuff and honestly that's how that's how a lot of times i got my ideas back when i did art and you know like the way they do stuff about like you know the creator wants to do all this crazy shit and then like the producer or like in my case the teacher i guess like how are you going to finish that in this amount of time like there's no way you're too what's the word you're too ambitious maybe yeah ambitious yeah mm-hmm. where the fuck did my english go anyways mm-hmm. yeah so there's i would i would definitely recommend this show it's a great watch even if you aren't into the art world it's still fun because like a lot of this stuff like people can relate to you know not meeting deadlines your manager getting mad at you not having enough money you know regular human stuff but yeah i think that's a good point that uh again i think we kind of highlighted it with cat uh or cat's point but yeah like it even if you're not that into art or uh, creating content, you can still relate to the struggles that the they are feeling, and they also illustrate the struggles very, very well. I think all throughout the show, uh, the difficulties from, uh, you know, because they're in the first few episodes, I'll bring them up. Like, like you said, running out of time, running out of money, but then also trying to create something specifically for someone else. Like with the the robotics club, they had so much difficulty trying to. Um, make them make their vision actually a thing or define their vision that they were trying to create for them because they didn't even know what they wanted themselves. You know, like it it was so that struggle, I thought they highlighted that really well because, you know, if you go up to someone and ask them to make something for you artistic, like you have to give them enough to go off of, to make, make what you want. Cause otherwise you're just not going to like it or you're going to envision it differently than they do. I think that that was a really good point uh, to bring up Uh, Pete. What have you got? So this is my second time watching Aizoken. Um, I love the show. And my first impressions of it were kind of like Miles, where when it started off, I was just blown away by the animation, the directing, the voice acting. There's so many different elements to the show that I thoroughly enjoyed. And But my favorite thing about this show and what set it off like immediately is how the characters bring fun to the screen. And I think a lot of people think, like, um, when you think of, like, the best writing in terms of having fun, I think a lot of times it's visualized as, like, laughing or people having, like, a really good time. But their dialogue was hilarious. And how they interacted with each other made it seem like they were, like, real people. And I really enjoyed that because that's how conversations, I think, in person would have happened when you're having, like, an absolute blast with your friends. I think that reflected it perfectly. And it was, like, the highlight of the show. And it was, like, what really caught me along with the animation, like, that just, like, it had my full attention. This was such an easy binge. I watched it all in, like, three days, like, no problem. At no point where I was like, oh, I have to watch another episode of Aizoken. I was like, yes, I get to watch, like, episode seven next. Like, that was super fun. So I would absolutely recommend this to almost anybody because there's a lot of really cool themes that they cover in this show where they even have, like, silly action stuff for, like, people who want action. And great dialogue great animation great directing super fun show i loved it i agree uh the show for me was is just fun i i i like it was just like i said it in the animated club chat but like i was just smiling the whole time i was watching this show because it's just so much 
like you said, I, I think that that visual aspect of like now, I guess you you brought up the auditory of the the conversation between the characters, but also the visual things they were doing on the screen at all times. There was always they were always moving. They were always doing something. Yeah, and, and you know how you like do like stupid so like kung fu moves with your friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They were doing like. I don't know. It, it felt like they were like really good friends. Like you do stupid shit with your best friends, but they felt like really good friends. And I, I, I thought that was portrayed fantastic throughout the show. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely. Uh, so this show was a show that uh, was a seasonal about a year ago or probably a year and a quarter now, technically, or, you know, so four, uh, five seasons ago, it just fell through the cracks for me. I never got around to watching it. Um, I'm glad I finally had a reason to go back and or to force me to go back and watch it because I really did enjoy it a lot. I think uh, the first few episodes are at, are its peak, so and we can get into that discussion later. But uh, for me, that they were at least. So uh, I think if you're enjoying the first few episodes, though, you definitely should stick to the show, and, and I highly recommend it to pretty much anybody as well. I think uh, I think there's a little bit of charm for everybody. Uh, you know, like. Maybe not if you you know if all you do is watch Shonen, then maybe that's different. But I think anyone that's looking for like a really profound story or a um or more it just uh, really awesome characters, I think this show is great for that. Um, but yeah, so now that's our first impressions are done. Uh, we're going to spoiler zone. So if you've not seen the show but want to, uh, you you know, hear our conversation, just pause us and uh go watch the show quick. You know, it's not too hard. Only twelve episodes come right back to us and we'll still be waiting here for you don't worry uh but yeah so does anyone have any specific point that they would like to bring up i do oh wow we've got uh two two hands raised uh and because pete said it and cat i can see you but i can't see pete we're gonna go with pete first and then we'll go to cat i'm sorry well i wanted to bring uh, this up in case people didn't know about the situation that science saru had oh which that's right I, which i think made the show better and a very unique way and so this is, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming nobody else on the show knows. So I'm really hoping it affects you guys. So in episode one, when you see them start doing the art for their first, like I'll put in quotes project where you see them like putting up the paper against the, the window and they have the lights and they're like putting all these boards over. And then you see them transform into like their anime world for the first time where it feels like they're imagining it. And it's all based off like storyboards. So it's not fully animated. It looks like it's storyboards. So what happened was Science Saru outsourced these specific scenes to make it that sound like uh, like the boards that they were using. They were those scenes were actually supposed to be legit animated. What happened was the people that outsourced them didn't get them in time. So Science Saru had to makeshift their own scenes like a day before it happened. And then you got the butter the, the where they build like that butterfly flying machine. That was all like made in a day. And then you see it going forward throughout the other episodes that they added these other scenes where it looks like it's all on like a storyboard. That was not on purpose. That was, they were forced a hand where the animation studio that they outsourced it to didn't get them the product in time. So science Saru had to do it themselves. And I personally thought that it made the, the show so much better because it was so unique to see these storyboard animations in an anime and i guess i wonder what your guys's thoughts are on that because when i read about it i was like science saru is a genius just genius animation studio that they had a day to do this and it came out incredible i don't know whoever wants to start i have a question for you pete i don't yes. know if you know this 
Uh, in episode 11, they're just like delivered the wrong music and yes. they have to <laughs> redo like the entire thing around that. So do you know if that is a thing that happens in the manga or I if they don't were... know, but okay. Um, it would, I mean, like if that's just a coincidence, it's also super just hilarious that that would happen for, for the sake of the conversation. Let's say they did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just thought that was, I mean, e even if it wasn't, like, even if that was just, like, what happened in the episode, the fact that it was, like, so readily, like, you know, I mean, like, life imitates art, right? Yes. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Yeah. I, I loved the the storyboard feel of it because it showed the progression from, like, the imagination to, like, the final product you got. And, like, right, you know, it, it, it looks so much like you could see that like progress it gave it a sense of progression so I, I you know i guess like um things you know you get lucky sometimes yeah. and there are some happy little coincidences i kind of wish i didn't know that because now it uh, like i liked that i thought it was intentional i thought it was intentionally not clean and not like you know i thought that that was a nod to the difficulties of making an anime and uh again like throughout the show they seem to highlight the um the time crunch that they that animators experience you know like uh what's her name Say uh sayaka is constantly saying like well unless you can find 48 hours in a day uh for the next four days to do this you're not going to get it done in time so find a different way to do it like i thought so so knowing that they actually did this because out of desperation rather than like yep. artistic choice, which of course there is still artistic choice involved in this, but it's not, I don't know, it wasn't planned from the start, right? Yeah. And so I think if anything, I wish I didn't know that, but that is interesting uh, to hear. And it's, mean, a, like, it's a little different from like episode one. And I think it happens again, like it happens like three or four times throughout, but like in episode one, you see the storyboards, but then there's also like a scene where um asaka is like running through the sewers and it looks like it's all in stick figures and then you don't get that type of like storyboard animation and the other ones because they had more time to do it so they essentially like changed an entire animation from episode one and they just said anytime we have something similar to that that we were playing on outsourcing we're just going to do it ourselves and they completely changed it and i like i don't know i just it's those little things that i think just make the show really cool that when you find out you're like oh that's amazing it reminds me of like the from konosuba where it's like the kazuma kazuma yes i'm kazuma like that's ad-libbed like that's, that's ad yeah that's yeah. that's not in like this this the script so like when you those little things i don't know to me add to it and i think it's just amazing and i thought it just like broadened the story that's that's super dope i i find that like amazing because it's it's sort of like um when you have a story about you know and they talk about it in the story we talked about it too that there are things that come up that randomly you have to fix it's like you're writing a story about anime um production now put your money where your mouth is what are you gonna are you gonna react the same way when you have to deal with the problem i think that's super dope um makes me appreciate it even more Improvise, i mean it's like a, adapt no. overcome yeah uh, i mean it's like a smart way to deal with a problem right just like I mean, you're getting paid for essentially doing less work, but then you're also getting people to praise you for it. So, you know, win-win. Yeah, fair enough. So one of the things that I really, that when you said that, uh, Pete, that uh, really stuck out to me was like how the, like it, if it, 
when I looked at the actual like uh, the actual animation for the first episode, like the initial part of it where they were supposed to be outsourcing it, it just looked so different. Like it was like I actually did notice it, but it almost it almost had a little bit more charm than the rest as the than the rest of the anime as it went along. Not to say that the charm completely disappeared, but like some of the charm kind of like lost was lost as the animation got better. You know how like Speaking of loss, I think we just lost Cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is fragile. <laughs> you, you can you can take the uh, the cat out of North Carolina, but you can't take the North Carolina out of Cat. Maybe, he, he's right? back. Oh. He's back. Cat is back. Cat is back. All right, ten okay. seconds to go. Start your start. Rewind yourself ten seconds to whatever you were saying. Just rewind time. What was the last thing I said? Dude? <laughs> you were about to give an example. That's of the why problem you with ADD it was, like, people. Less yep. charming, or something. It's kind of yes. like how in film festivals, like how they, uh, how film festivals with lower budget movies have more charm than actual like uh, full budget like movies, kind of because they have to be a little bit more creative with what they're doing. You know what I mean? I can yeah, see that they, for they, sure. Their budget is more limited. They have to, you know, reuse shots. Like yeah, that's one of the things they did in the first episode. It was the first or first couple episodes. They were like, oh, we got to reuse these shots. We got to. Um, Oh, add the and this way it changed my perspective on a lot, or might change my perspective on anime in general now. Like anytime there's like the beckoning here, maybe my hand should be up here. Like the beckoning white light blinding like some of someone on the the camera. It's like that's because they didn't want to draw the details on the face uh, for this like shot or whatever. So instead, they had the had the light blinding and making the colors not or the lining or lines not matter as much. Same thing with the panned shots over like dramatic things like the machete or the, the cape fluttering in the wind, like that kind of stuff that, that was so cool to, um, you know, maybe it's something that I like subconsciously knew when I was like, Oh yeah. Whenever in dragon ball Z, they're always staring at each other. Right. Like that, that's them trying to buy time or, or fill up airspace, but it's never something that I like, specifically had thought about or had pointed out until it was pointed out to me i i guess uh i don't know if people were in the same boat for that um but uh cat you what, so what was your uh your first thing that you wanted to talk about with the show so my so the main thing that i really wanted to talk about the show was that uh like i mentioned it in the pre-banter like well did we record the pre-banter i don't know um yeah uh, the warm-up show yeah yeah, like just warming up. Like I felt like this show was split up into four different I mean three different parts. Uh so you had like the first part, the first four episodes about one about one of the main girls. You had the second part about the uh, about the other and the third part about the last one. So the main thing about it was like each one had its own like different type of charm. And the first one was really about like just kind of being so excited to get started with something like that because you finally have a chance to do something but getting overwhelmed with like what you but getting overwhelmed with like what you'd have to do to make it work um and then the second part was a little bit more like this is about like trying to get people to come in and how to how to 
how to basically work the crowd and the struggles that come with it. Third part was really about like how how it affects the other people around you. And like one of the things that I loved about the show was like each part highlighted a different each section of the show highlighted a different part of the show that meant like that story making and creativity can affect like but personally my favorite was the first part because as because of course i'm going to mention that i'm a writer because it's in the same creative vein like when i first started like writing a book it was like oh yeah i'm gonna write this book and i get through probably about fucking like 40 pages and i'm tired as hell and then i'm like okay i can either stop now and not have this accomplishment but have more time to do anything else or i can keep on going and have the accomplishment of actually writing a book but what is that going to get me and then actually finally finally finishing that book is one of the like it changes the complete aspects of uh of like what i think like it like it makes it worth it at the end right yeah yeah it makes it all worth it at the end. I, I i definitely resonate with that as well and i think we have like that same thing even today trying to schedule this podcast it's like trying to get five other people here at the exact same time where it all fit together it's just like you, you gotta make it yeah. work you got you gotta figure it out and we made it work and i kind of felt like they did the same thing it's just like we got something we're super excited but we gotta make it work and they made it work yeah this is exactly it, what it, I mean. it takes uh different types of people you know it takes uh, uh so like in this show it takes people with the creativity and drive of uh As- asakasa and mizuzaki but it also takes people with the um with the foresight the and the know-how and the 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 prioritization skills of like uh, that katamuri has who uh you know kind of just takes wrangles these two like wild animals by you know grabs them by the by the scruffs of the necks and like drives them rather than letting them just continue to scatter all over the place and and bounce around and work themselves to death uh and not and then not even have a finished product you know it's it that's why uh i know that's why writers have editors that's why uh tv shows have producers that's why uh i i know that the, yeah. another analogy fits another analogy there, we could, you know? we could, like, we could gonna... all we could all agree that miles is the canamori of our group yeah but <laughs> can i make this one more yeah you're the canamori of the group does he who does he choke though uh, uh me i'm asukasa for sure <laughs> do can, like I, can do i make you, just one more I love it. Yeah, go ahead, Kat. So, honestly, I feel because I, when we were in, like, the warm-up show, we all, like, kind of resonated with a certain group of show, like, the certain segment. Um, most of us, I think, resonated with the first one. Uh, but, honestly, I feel like each of us could have... I feel like, depending on who's watching the show, somebody could enjoy the last section first, or the second section more, or the first section as the least, just like any combination of it, but each of them had their own like charm, and I think that added into the show. I think that's fair. Because, um, like, uh, yeah, so we talked about this a little bit before the sh- uh, before we started recording, but uh, I brought up how uh, the show, to me, was at its peak or at its strongest in the first few episodes because I felt like it had 
uh, well, the charm was fresh, right? You know, the animation was, it was different, but I really liked it a lot. And I think it fit the show perfectly. It's what made this show so cool um, and, and unique as well. I mean, uh, we can argue whether the art style itself is unique, but I think the way that the art style works with the, along with the animations is a very unique and fun twist to it. I, I really liked it a lot. But uh, as the show went on, though, I felt like uh, it it became a little bit samey for me, if that makes sense. Which, again, isn't a bad thing because more, you, you know, it's not like you're, you're going to complain if you're having pizza uh, two, three nights a week, right? Uh, well, maybe you will, but for me, I wouldn't at least, right? Because I like it. But um, but at the same time, like it, it did, uh, for me, the, the, the best part of this show was the beginning of it. I, I don't know how everyone else feels about that. I um I'm I'm like a, a big fan of the middle section um the second arc um because I feel like at that point we got not only uh sort of the the animation and like the creative process but we also got like the people behind it um and their characters explored uh specifically Mizuzaki um which is why uh, episode 8 is my favorite um because I feel like there's you know there's there's a lot to creativity um and i feel like a lot of conversation um in this show is centered around realism of like what can we do um and like what is viable in the creative process while still allowing as much of your vision into something and that's through kanamori but i feel like uh someone like mizuzaki shows the more human side and like in terms of motivations what do you want to do this for um and i feel like it was it was a nice change of pace because I feel like Kanamori kind of and Aka uh, Asakusa, I'm gonna just call her Midori. I feel like Kanamori and Midori are more of what the show um, bounce off each other in, and Mizusaki kind of just plays on Asaku, Asakusa and Midori. Um, so the middle section is great, and also um, because there's a lot of and and. It, again like as as someone who like if you want to make anything i feel like this show is really for you because there's a lot of um things they touch on that are like anyone who creates probably had like a thought about and i I think the conversation on like parental support on what you're doing um versus like what they want from you was done super well here um something i can personally relate to where you know uh, midori kind of feels like She's being forced into this role. Um, and by the end of it, when she finally creates something um, and her parents can see that like she has a passion and is willing to work towards it, like it it kind of allows them to support. It. And then, you know, there's this sort of like mutual acknowledgement that this is what's what we're doing now. Um, and it's like, you know, no one's ever painted as the bad guy here, really hard in terms of the creative process which i love um it allows for criticisms of art which you can't do in real life because a lot of feeling is put into art and the things that people make um and and this show just allows them to criticize like why why would the parents do this okay they want like a viable lifestyle for their child um and this is a risk and and they haven't seen anything that would prove that this risk is worth it they do something like that 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 so i don't feel like you know, they were considered bad guys at any point in the story. Um, it was just two different viewpoints, and I love that. Yeah, right. so, yeah. so I, Miles, go ahead. 
Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I, I think that like similar to that and what you said, Pat was like, you know, when I first saw this, it, you know, it like blew my socks off, but then like by the end of it, you know, you, your socks are already off. So like, you know, it, it just, just continuously do that. Like you, at first you've seen nothing like it. And then at some point you've seen 10 things like it. And it was like the previous 10 episodes. Um, so like, I definitely think that there was, you know, like, I mean, as always with any sort of like technical Marvel, there's some diminishing returns there, right? Like you get used to it over time. Um, but like very much like has, I sort of thought like the emotional climax of the show was episode eight, um, where, you know, the following arc and episodes are just like, I don't think I've seen cat without glasses on ever. <laughs> and it just my socks were off. Your socks have been blown off. Wow. Again. Yeah. Okay. Um getting back on track. My God. Um you look so different without your glasses. <laughs> we're back on, on track. <laughs> I, I, I just so wow. Um a nose piercing. I think that would really fit the aesthetic here. Just saying. So like um about this show <laughs> you know the last last few episodes after eight um i think that they were just like a very similar story around eight except for we were sort of getting uh asukasa instead of um what's her name uh mizuzaki mizuzaki yeah so like it was like a little like you know from the first arc to the second one, they like ramp it up enough where like it felt like the stakes were different. Um, but I felt like the final animation they made was like similar enough to the robot club animation they made that I wasn't like extra invested in it. I still wanted them to succeed in everything and they had a few new issues crop up, but I don't think it, I just think it sort of like you had this peak and then it went like down a little bit and it just sort of like coasted its way to the ending. It didn't like, fail or anything i just don't think it attempted to like climax again is all mm -hmm. so i mean i sort of agree with that general premise yeah that's fair I, Pat, you got something go for it so yeah so i can completely agree with like what you were saying because like i is the way that it just seemed uh the way that you said samey uh pat that kind of uh kind of worked with it it was just like the it didn't really go with the whole like uh rising climax and I mean, the rising action and then the, the falling action and like the actual like writing plot it was just a it was just one of those things that was kind of like we've done this twice do we really need to do it again and like that type of thing so um but yeah, I I just want to say I completely agree with you. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, it's nice to have people agreeing with you on on the show. Well, uh, I was talking about Matt. Uh, not Matt. Matt. Uh, Matt. Matt. I don't know why I said uh fucking Matt. I meant Miles. Miles. Miles are no longer yeah, the Miles same person. They're now a fusion. They're now yeah. a fusion. Yeah. You do our do our little fusion. Wait, are we doing it right? Do it this way. The viewers are the only ones who will know. No, no, you, I don't know. You, you guys did it right before. You guys did it right we, before. We did it right before. All right. Again, the viewers are well, – well, we'll figure it out when we watch the VOD back. Um, maybe we'll be like uh, – do, doesn't it not even work in the show too? Don't don't they lose the earring or whatever when they're fighting Boo? I don't remember. I remember seeing it once when I was like eight years old and then never again. Dragon um, Ball and power scaling, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dragged Dragon. I saw it crawling, it exploded, but... It's back to Twilight. Um, so uh, <laughs> we, we uh, so I feel like we've all kind of resonated though. Then that the show to us felt. I I definitely agree as well that the eighth episode to me I was like, all right, peak like peak for this show. Like this is done. It's over. It, or like it felt like a twelfth episode more than it felt like it like an eighth episode out of twelve. So um. I don't know, Pete. You you were the high, probably the highest on this show out of all of us, just from what I've heard so far, and also in the past, you talking about it and never letting me know or, or never letting it go that I had let this one slip through yes, the cracks. You right. know, reminding me constantly about it. So, what what for you did you like about the final few episodes the most? Let's say, um, or or do you agree with us actually well, that yeah. you think the the eighth or because you said the tenth episode actually tenth, tenth episode's my favorite was your um, favorite so what made that uh well what makes it so so much better for you or yeah. or in your perspective uh so different so, I guess uh so oh is that a coherent question uh Pete you're a little silent for us Pete yeah what's up guys um, oh. I don't know why um. You're like very quiet. Well, it's picking up. I don't know what's going on, but um, can you guys hear me? <laughs> we can hear you now, it's but yeah, I knew you're on your phone. You're on your phone right now because your mic's not working. I'm guessing on your computer. Is that my? Yeah, it's is wor my it's working correct? on my computer. Oh, no, it's working. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. I, I don't know what happens. Sometimes uh, my computer just randomly resets um my audio device, and for some reason it's happening while we're recording. So that's always nice. Yeah, because I was like trying to like say that. something and you guys weren't responding, and I was like, "Oh, something is definitely going well, wrong." You know what? Sometimes that happens, and then you learn to improvise and yes. adapt and overcome in the creative process. Exactly. Perfect that it happens on this episode. Yes, of course. Fantastic. Thank you. But yes, please uh, answer my question that I can't yes. put into no, better no, no, words. I, I got you. Um, so, no, yeah, you understood what I said. Yeah, that made me panic. I was like, "Oh God, did I not make that make sense?" Yeah. <laughs> so I really liked episode ten uh, the most for. Once we got past episode eight, I think I agree with you guys the, where the animation was great. Like it, it never stopped being great, but like right. it, it hit the, like the, the diminishing returns that Miles said is a really good example where it's just, I'll start slowly. I'm going to start losing interest in the animation and I'm going to start focusing on something else. And I think they did that great with episode 10. They did like, they're like riding their bikes to go do the sound effects for like the water and then you see like oh Kanamori like she's like what are you doing here? And they do like the the Akira motorcycle scene, but she's like on her bike and she's like go back and do your work, you director. And then um, As Asakasa was like dressed up as Miyazaki, and like a scene she had like a white beard and everything like that while she's like doing the directing. And there's another scene I'm gonna talk about it when we do like our best girl. Are we doing best girl? Why not, right? Okay, so. there, there's, there's only scene. three, so... There's, there's a scene where Best Girl steals the scene, like and I absolutely five. love her, and it was, like, one of my... It was probably my favorite thing in the entire show, because the thing about her is why I resonate towards her so much, and I love her. Um, but I agree. I think episode 8 should have been episode 12. I feel like that was the, the climax of not only, like, the story... But it made sense to end everything there. The school festival, everyone's there. The parents thing was like a huge thing with uh, 
Mizu Kase, or uh, I'll say Mizu. Mizu's uh, character was like the approval of her family because like you see the background of her like going to acting class and like learning how to stand up. Like you can see that she's put a lot of work into her craft and it makes sense why her parents don't want her to be involved in anime because they probably spent tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars on acting school and they are also actors and they can follow in their footsteps type of thing. And I really, I love that aspect of the show because it was kind of like a little twist at the end where I didn't really think that was going to get a payoff because the show really wasn't about the family dynamic of them. And the fact that it was just, it was like a quick scene. They just like ate lunch and had a conversation. It was like two minutes and like, perfect. That was, that's all we needed. She went back with her friends and continued the story. And it was wonderful. But when we did the best girl, I'll talk about why like another scene in episode 10 was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, so we've been going for about 45 minutes or so, so I'd say we got time for uh, one more major talking point before we get to, like, best girl and then closing thoughts. I think that uh, – so does anyone have a very specific uh, thing that they want to talk about uh, now that we've s- discussed more general things? Anything, like, more specific? Uh, yeah, Pat, I just yeah. want to break the fourth wall with a Discord chat because, like, apparently <laughs> – like when Miles oh. was talking about how he can't get over my face without glasses. Yeah. Um, and then – so basically what's been going on is that uh, Pat and Miles are enamored without me without glasses. And yes. um, I just have to say, it sounds like a Hallmark movie. Like, you know, that moment oh, when you, the you, like, uh, undo your ponytail and exactly. take off your glasses. I'm like, wow, Kat's been super hot the whole exactly. time. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Oh, is this what it is this what it feels like when a generic actor it stars in a Hallmark movie and just gets bowled over by this hunk of a like CEO yeah. from God knows where? Like you're California gonna make me show? move to Vermont and learn the true meaning of Christmas cat. That is what's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> like my God. Um okay. Um I, I, I'm crazy we've already talked about the show for like 45 minutes because I feel I like we've only scratched the surface. Yes. Um, I want to get into uh, it, the characters themselves, I guess. Like, I, I know I, I don't want to have to just like put all of that into like us talking about our best girl or whatever. Like, I, I want to be able to because I think that like, you know, other than the animation, which is just like triple S tier, like the best thing that I liked about the show were like the characters. What I really liked about the characters were just like, I don't know, they seemed like super real, just like kids who were like really passionate about a thing. And oh, yeah. they went and did friend things and they got mm-hmm. distracted sometimes and they like were annoyed at like deadlines. And, um, you know, they didn't like, you know, like uh, Mizuzaki didn't like completely understand her parents. Like they were not, you know, like the parents didn't even understand each other. Like, you know, the dad, the mom was like, wait, why did you not want her to do anime? And he's like, Oh, I thought you didn't want her to, I thought (laughs) they were like, Oh, this is like really good though. So like she can do whatever the hell she wants, you know? And so like, you know, and that's just sort of like the type of thing that like happens between parents and kids and stuff. And, you know, I don't like all of their friendships, like where they just have like really distinct personalities. I, I, that I like, like about them, even though they're all sort of passionate about the same thing, you can like, like, um, 
Asukasa and like her fear of like all of like the supernatural bullshit and stuff. And she has this like little backpack on all the time and she's yep. always like super prepared and stuff. I there's just so many quirks about the characters that like really make them pop and bring them to life. And I just I really appreciated that about the show. Yeah. I um I feel like I related the most with uh Musaki as well. Um mainly because and I liked that her character because her parents are real parents they are the parents that should exist in every anime and like every in, in real life that are driving you and and i don't know like if i if i was telling my parents i was going to be heading to um heading to england to play fourth division soccer or something like that or football as they would call it over there uh because you know what i'm gonna make it big i'm gonna be a soccer star i would want you know good parents would tell tell you no you're not or at least people if if my parents were good, which they are, because they told me not to do this, um, <laughs> or they would have told me not to do this, I should say. I never told them I was doing it, but um, you know, I I'm not. They they need to. Re- you need to you chase your dreams, but be realistic with them too. And like, they just want what's best for you, which is what her parents wanted. They just wanted her to have a stable future, to have a career in something that she was capable of doing too. You know, which they knew she was capable of acting because clearly she's been doing it you know the like that scene when they were in the uh the train car and uh all the different like posters or advertisements were were of her i really liked that scene a lot because it um because like again she clearly had a talent for it but she uh she wanted to do something else and good parents would try and push you in the direction of what you're talented in and but also be understanding and once they see that you have this talent in something else like they did, they supported her and they, they started uh, letting her uh, or understanding her passion for anime better. I, I really liked that. I thought the uh, like, like Miles said, that the characters are are top tier in this show. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, for me, I, I was a real big fan of. Um, and again, this this is just personal bias as a creator, like the, the mm. attention to throughout the story um and it doesn't really become you don't really see it as much or become aware of it until the sound club gets involved um but there's always uh this sort of thing where they they have to talk to someone else because although there are three characters and all of them want to do animation anime is not and this goes for anything that you want to do in life it's not just what you think it is it's not a one person endeavor right they talk to the art club they get the sound club involved they get all this other things and they show the importance of how each of those um interact with each other and i think that's super great because you know like i wanted when i was growing up to be a video game like creator right and i thought like that was super cool so i went and like i started learning how to code now i was like oh you have to learn how to model too yeah fuck all that i'm i'm good um but you know like everybody's important no matter how small and every small thing sort of comes together to make this amazing product. And I like that they showed it all like they, they emphasized um, not so much on, I feel like a few of the other clubs got sidelined, but like they used the sound club to show how much like these small things matter. Um, and these connections matter. Like they had that whole scene with like the robot stepping and they were like, this I want to I don't know what it's missing, but Mizuzaki was like I'm missing something. I need to go back and redo it. And it's like no 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 you you did fine. And it's just like let me let me throw this sound effect on here, and then you could, 
and then they get like transported and it's just like boom like it's just like wow it adds all this impact i think that's like super cool that they they didn't like sugarcoat it you know like what what is needed to make it like it's not a one person endeavor or three person endeavor even it's like it's a whole team at any level um and I, I was a big fan of that yeah what well, one quick uh you mentioned the sound effect or whatever did uh did you guys catch early on in the show the the sound effects that they were making for their show or or, or at the ends of episodes especially like actual episodes not the episodes they create in the shows but like the sound effects that they would do in their like sound in their special like animated world were always like really crappy human made sound effects where they'd just be going like pew 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 or that like i loved that 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 little touch the show that's what i'm saying it was great yeah, that's was my point great. it was it was it was a great addition yeah, i fun. really loved it it was yeah, funny that, it made me it made me smile so hard every time that they were doing that uh i, I just loved it again the show you smile i smiled throughout the entire time i was watching the show and and that show was like you know they always reminded you of what was what were they actually doing you know like they were making the art but the sound was still you know yeah they so, were still, and it was a passion. They were doing it out of yeah. passion too. It, show, it shows that they weren't, they didn't care like that it sounded like that because they knew what it sounded like, but they were doing yeah. their best and they, they were just doing it because they wanted to uh, out of out of the passion for the art. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think now we've been, uh, we've been going for a very long time. I'm surprised. I don't know. We, we uh, have very nice things to say about this show clearly. So let's get on to best girl. Uh, so uh I don't even know where to start with this one. So, Miles, you you get to be the lucky guinea pig. Who who's your best girl? Uh-oh. Yeah, sure. So, um, best project. We lost. We lost cat. Cat. Okay, cat's back. Okay. So, uh, yeah, my best girl is uh, Mizusaki. Um, I think that, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't really know if the show was trying to portray it this way, but I felt like she was the most passionate person about it. And like, I, I very much respect like Kanamori's like hustle and her practicality and like all of that. Um, and like in real life, that's like more how I am. Like I'm very, I try to manage expectations and I, you know, do like low risk, like sort of like, low you know like high reward like floor but maybe like a low ceiling sort of things whatever and so i appreciate people who are just really willing to like put it all out there and you know try to get their goal the way that she was you know where she already had something in the bag essentially with her modeling career and she was willing to like I mean, you know, she had like 333 unread emails, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I forgot about this thing I do that makes me a ton of money. Like, um, you know, like, oh yeah. And like, she was just like so passionate about wanting to be an animator and like all of like the thought and stuff that she puts into it and how she wanted to do everything like the hard way in order to make the best possible product and all of that I thought was like super admirable. Um, you know, I, I, she taught me a fuck ton about animation that I did not know, uh, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, and so I guess I just really like admired her willingness to like take risks and to um, put herself in a position to succeed because she 
tries so hard and knows so much and is learned and like you know there's clearly effort and repetition there i think the moment for me that was like this big payoff was when she when we're seeing the robot skit and the guy like has to run and like you know like do his big robot thing and he throws the tea into the sink on the way out and it's like that motion she was enamored with like she incorporated her passions into this project in like such a neat way and like you know i don't think that and i could have missed it but i don't think like asukasa has like a moment like that where you have this culmination where you see something that she's always envisioned as a child like come to pass like that i just thought that was like really rewarding and part of the reason i loved episode eight so much um so yeah she is my best girl i think she's great Fair enough. Uh, Kat, what about you? So, when it comes to my best girl, it was a toss-up between, uh, let's see, what was it, Tsubame and Asakasa? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Midori. So, for me, the reason why, uh, and at the end, I ended up choosing Midori over Tsubame. Uh, and this is mainly because of a personal thing that uh, that it affects me more personally than Tsubame. And uh, that's because Midori has this this kind of like, this feeling that she has so much like imagination for what she wants to do. And it kind of resonates with me when it comes to like writing because I love, I love like driving down the road and being able to look at something and be like, hey, what if I did this? What if I did that? And what if I did this? And what if I did that? And I understand that, that Tsubame had the same feeling, but Tsubame had a little bit more like, of course, she had something in the bag, like you said, Miles, but uh, uh, Midori didn't really seem like she did. Like, it was that, it was that she was so willing to go forth and do so much and one of my favorite things about uh because this was in like in my opinion Tsubame's arc like the uh basically the fifth episode to the eighth episode uh and because of that it was like it was so so good to see Midori like get uh, so excited and get so much done like in a in a fit of mania or something like that like just get so excited and start working so hard out of nowhere because she's motivated and i resonate with that a lot more uh and that is to say that subame is a great character and kind of and sayaka she is a great character too but just midori just resonated with me a lot more than uh than either of them but yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, I think that's a, a good point about the, like, uh, Midori or Asakasa, whichever uh, name you want to use. She's the like the the most unhinged of them all. Like in terms of just just pedal the metal. She could run up, round every you know the ceiling, the floors, everything. Uh, with her creativity, right? Um, and I can definitely see how she's similar to you, Cat, where you're. Like like you said, you you get that passion to write, and then, but then sometimes you don't always have like the direction that you need, right? When you're writing, that that might help you, might help guide you to a better finished product than you would have done on your own. Uh, yeah. As, what about you? Um, 
this is hard. This is really hard. Yes, I sir. love all three of these characters um, for all, all types of different reasons. Um, like, I, I definitely relate to, like, you know, Asakusa's, like, this sporadic, oh, let's do this. Um, you know, let's do that. Fuck it, you know. Um, I think Mizusaki speaks to more of, like, the human aspect and, and, and the passions and, and the arts that people create or anything that people do in their life. I mean, like, Kanamori makes money and i love money um now that i'm getting it i'm starting to charge this shit up my prices Don't tell your friends no. <laughs> um and i think for me it probably have to be um kanamori and then the reason is i guess sort of and i like in an ideal world like i i have that level of like business know-how and like what to do and i find generally speaking in when you're doing things in life it's very easy to sort of let me not say that because of course i feel like there's a little bit of talented things but like when you want to do something um doing it uh tends to be very easy for people to do um you know to step forward and like do it but in terms of like maintaining expectations and and like realism and and uh, allowing yourself to feel satisfaction from these steps and my little milestones that you set for yourself i think kanamori did a great job of like not only doing that for the group um and allowing them to have victories because she sort of tempered things and gave them an end goal that was reachable so that they weren't eternally in this feeling of like we're we're still working towards it but she also um criticizes a lot of things throughout the show um whether that be um you know the, the school system the sort of the way that asakusa does things um interacting with other people like the way even like the art itself right and she does it in a way that i think is like you listen to it you understand it you can agree or disagree um but it's never taken like offensively or like as a personal attack and i find that to be like super hard to do so i was a big fan of kanamori yeah uh one quick note about kanamori that i thought was really fun because like we we talked a little earlier about the or someone brought up the voice actors uh for all of the the characters not being uh, relatively famous, or a couple of them at least. This was like their first credited art. Uh, like, uh, I think that was for two of them, actually. Yeah, for two of them or whatever. Not for Kanamori. Kanamori's voice actor uh, or actress, I should say, uh, was Kakashi in Shippuden and was uh, was uh, Kob- uh, Kobayashi-san. Kobayashi-san in in Dragon Maid, which is, it's so weird to picture her voice as those characters, but it, yeah, I know, right? Like you're laughing right now, but that's, like that, that is true crazy. along <laughs> with, yeah, I, I know mean, along with tons of other characters too, that from other series. So she's like very experienced. It's kind of funny. She's the experienced voice actress or the one who, who knows what she's doing, working with, I believe it was for uh, both Musazaki and Asakasa, both their voice actresses had not done a ton in the past or or at least weren't nearly as experienced right um so i think that was a fun little note uh to to tie this uh tie this all in but johnny go ahead and also give your uh your best girl yeah so it's kind of funny how you said like you couldn't imagine her being like that like 
as soon as I saw like Miss Kobayashi was the same voice actor as her, like I totally saw like they both like have similar personalities and they both act the same. And speaking of which, the, yeah, I'm with I'm with Haz on this one as well. I think Kanamori is also Kanamori is also my best girl for a lot of the same reasons. Again, she she's the one that has like toned down these girls whenever they get like too out of hand. It's like doing stuff that they reasonably wouldn't be able to do, and I I think that's a very important skill to have because obviously like in real life like you want to do these things but then you you also have to realize that like some of these things just aren't possible just like no way you can do these things and it's to set like realistic expectations and to make sure that like you're not overworking yourself is also very important and also like the way that she manages the problems like so like she knows that she has like no artistic talent so what she does so what she does is take on the parts that don't require that like she helps them out in ways that like in ways that don't I would say that, like, she's not out here saying, like, oh, your art is bad or something. Like, she goes out, she, like, looks at it a different way. Says, like, you need to finish this. You need to get this done. You need to, like, cut this part out so you have time to finish. You should add this so that audiences will like it. And I really like her way of thinking that way because, like, at the end of the day, even if you, even if you think of it this way, when you're making a product for the rest of the world to see, you got to understand that, like, you got to look at it from their point of view. Like they, a lot of the stuff that you think is important, they might not value as much, and that's important to keep in mind when you're trying to sell a product and make money. Yeah, I think yep. that's a really good part about her. I like that part too a lot. Uh, I think uh, Miles said something similar, but I, I relate or I try to conduct myself as uh, to Kanamori the most. Uh, but I think my best girl personally would be uh, have to be Misusaki. Uh, I. I loved her character arc the most, you know, like we've talked about a couple times now, uh, episode eight, the, the, that felt like the finale of the show. Um, especially considering in the first episode, she, you know, the, the way that they meet is her running away from the responsibilities of her parents and, uh, and like the acting aspects, right. That was, uh, how they, they first interacted. And I, I thought that that would have been a really good payoff, uh, for her character. But, uh, I also liked seeing <laughs> like, first few episodes you think oh wow she's kind of spoiled she's kind of like she's a rich girl whatever like oh her allowance she she doesn't think like a an allowance of like 20 bucks is normal like she thinks she thinks it's weird but i i really like that because it, it helped uh like bring her down to earth and uh, because she was humble she wasn't like a cocky rich kid she was just like a a um she's a naive. Touch. Yeah. yeah she's naive to to what uh other struggles they might be experiencing and um while also still though having those struggles of uh like similarities to the other characters with uh with her drive with her motivation and her her passion for what she was doing like that i i really like that a lot about her i think that that's why she was my best girl um and last but not least pete who was your best girl yeah my best girl was also kanamori uh episode 10 solidified it i loved the scene where they're meeting with the student council and some teachers and they're essentially making Aizoken out to be like this villain because they want to make money and it's their fault that they're getting all these phone calls and Kanamori's kind of just like, you guys, like, how is that, how is making money not a teachable thing? She's like, I'm being an entrepreneur, like, why can't I, like, do this? And the, the teacher's just like, well, it, we have a reputation to withhold or whatever and we're getting, like, complaints with the the parents she's like oh so you would rather side with the parents of the teacher than the students and stuff like that i loved her just like her sassiness 
that she is yep. making like everything she, she's not like being mean she's just like pointing out the flaws in these people that are coming at her she never like wants to instigate these type of things unless she absolutely has to and i just i love her hustle so much she reminds me of i don't know i i kind of aspire to hustle a little bit but not as much as her but i just loved her every like route she took whether it's just like partnering with this unknown association really that this essentially is like this underground market and she's like well they like our products so i'm gonna go do a joint venture with them since they're interested and it's like it doesn't matter it's like as long as we get the resources like who cares that we who we partner with or whatever type of thing and i really enjoyed her her commentary i did a quote I, I posted a quote that i loved that like solidified like her and asukasa's relationship even though Asukasa like straight up says that we're not friends, which I thought was like really when she was talking to um, Mizusaki on, I think it was like the train or the bus. But Kanamori says the idea that all children could potentially be friends is a magical thinking on the part of the educators. Our interests simply conceded at the time, and since we had no one else, and then uh, Asukasa's like. Oh, so friendship is magical? And I just love how, like, what is, like, they're just, like, polar opposites of each other. And I just love the dynamic between the two. But if I had to resonate with one character, it was Kanamori. I just enjoyed her hustle, her sassiness, her quirkiness. And she was kind of, like, the glue that put everyone together. Like, if it wasn't right. for her, Aizoken wouldn't exist. And then this, she was my best girl of 2020. If you saw her Anime of the Year awards, like, I thought she blew everyone out of the water last year. She's one of like my best female characters I think I've ever witnessed. I just thoroughly love her dynamic and what she brought to the table with just herself and also her aspect as uh, as her role in the team of Izoken was incredible. Yeah, there you go. So all uh, out of the six of us, we had all three uh, three girls or uh, uh, represented in our in our best girls section. Uh, I think that 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 speaks to the to the strength of this show's characters. Uh, a lot uh but yeah so now let's get on to our closing thoughts and our final scores for Isokin. so if there's anything that we didn't talk about yet that we wanted to we can bring it up now ourselves in our closing thoughts but uh yeah let's reflect and give our final scores of Isokin. miles why don't you kick us off yeah i i mean i very much enjoyed the show i thought the animation was great i thought the characters are great um i thought the story was uh, very pleasant i don't know it didn't like blow my mind or anything but it was just a happy time all the way through. Um, you know, unfortunately for the show, it's going to be my lowest rated science Saru show ever. I'm giving it a nine out of 10. <sighs> what a low rating. That's <laughs> tragic, right? Pretty uh, damn low. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You had me fooled in the first half there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, oh, it's the lowest rating science Saru shows. Can't be that. That's not necessarily a bad thing in your, <laughs> with your track record. Um, uh cat what have you got so for me honestly i've kind of like labeled the uh the outline of the show and some of the things that i really liked about the show but i really want to mention like how like my favorite episode of the show and that would have to be the um that would have to be the fourth episode the one where they actually show the first actual short and Mm -hmm. that was mainly because uh, you see little bits and pieces of them working on this animation. You see little bits and pieces of what they're imagining. You see how it's acting. You see how it's getting put together, but you don't see the full thing put together until the end, and you get to see the full thing put together at the end, so it's a lot more like coherent. It's 
like to me it just looks a lot more it looks a lot better when you get to see these bits and pieces you get to see everything and of course you can see kind of you can see, kind of see how it's coming out to be but then once you finally get it done it's just a it's even better than you imagined and because we got to see the full uh the full show in in its full glory in my opinion it was better than like the the second one or or the third one mainly because you didn't have you weren't being interrupted with the monologues in between because it was more this is what's going on this is how it's going to be and this is what they've worked up to and this is the full thing rather than the second the second feature where it was more uh you got to see parts of it but then about midway through you started hearing the background music from the actual show you started hearing the monologue from from some of the characters things like that like it just lets you experience it more and because of that i feel uh i feel it resonated and like applied more to uh azakura so because of that i i like the fourth episode but anyway that's a that's a whole different thing uh but the whole show in general that it was really enjoyable it felt it felt kind of like a slice of life kind of like a comedy but i but mainly i would label it an adventure because it was like if every episode was an adventure into somebody's imagination and i love that um so i just and because of like being able to animate uh creativity i've definitely got to give it a high score um but i'm probably gonna give it about and nine uh mainly because like i feel like it could have i feel like if it drug if it like figured out a way to knock your socks off in the last part in the last four episodes it would have been a 10 out of 10 but because it kind of fell a little bit short i got to give it a nine i think that's completely fair um I also agree with you, by the way, on the uh, that fourth episode, the payoff at the end of seeing like, uh, again, like uh, we we talked about the or I talked about this a little earlier, but like when they because they told you, hey, so we're doing this shot because we don't have time to do this shot, and then when you actually see like the full movie and you see that shot happening, it like makes you appreciate it more, um, you know, with like the katana or the light, you know, dripping down from the sky, like that. That I really liked that. Um, uh, being able to actually see the full product, uh, I thought that, that was uh, episode four was probably my second favorite episode out of out of like the the series because of that. Um, so yeah, uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Cat. So you got a nine as well. We we're uh, that's two so far. Has what have you got? So this show, I again, like as I said in the beginning, I feel like I personally needed it. Um, changed my view on a lot of things. Um, I think anyone who wants to make anything. Um, not anime, just anything should watch this show. Um, I think this is a beautifully made show. Um, and it's probably one of the most pleasant experiences in terms of like a watching a show I've ever had. Um, what I will say is that this is kind of tough for me. And, 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 and this is not to, you know, miles you and be like, this is going to be the, no, but this kind of set its own expectations too high. And we talked about it earlier where, it feels like the the climax was in episode eight, um, 
but that's not to say that episodes nine through 12 were not amazing, right? You know, it's just you're following up episode eight. Um, so I feel like that's kind of altering my view of the show. Um, so for me personally, I'm gonna give it a nine out of 10, but that's like a super strong nine. Um, and it's, it's not for, it, it can't be a 10. It, it probably is a 10 to a lot of people. Um, if you watch it, um, and you, and you agree with anything we say, you might see it as a 10. Um, for me personally, I, um, uh, have been, uh, burned. Um, I've been branded like guts, um, when it comes to endings in anime, um, after seeing yesterday for me. Uh, so I need something to restore that hole in my heart. Uh, and this, while not tearing it any larger, um, definitely kept it the same. So that's why I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. But it could be a 10 to you. Yeah, you should watch the Violet Evergarden movie. I think that'll, uh, that'll re- the, the way it ends, I think, will, uh, will satisfy you. I don't want to cry. You won't? You'll cry. I saw the messages. I saw the messages. You should watch it. You should watch it. You should watch it to restore your faith. Yeah, go ahead. Quick. I wanted to add something else to for Haz's like analogy. It's kind of like having, say, somebody like Coldplay come out and then get them followed up by Vin Diesel. That type. That type of thing. I, I see um, that as an absolute win. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. About. <laughs> I see. I see. I love Coldplay. I, I'll die. I'll I die on the hill. Like Coldplay is followed great. up by Vin Diesel. Hell yeah, Vin Diesel rocks. Is Vin as Diesel a musician, anything? He does. Yeah. You yes. Look it up on YouTube. And it sucks that. <laughs> does Vin Diesel I, rock I'm, harder than Coldplay? Is the question. I mean, one band you know. is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the other is not. So I will uh, let that. Uh, speak. Pebble does. Oh my God. I'm no, we're not going down this route. Uh, Johnny, what have you got for? Right, for... So what are we? Okay, so about Vin Diesel. And, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. One thing. No. So Twilight, the... please. Yes. Um... Yeah. So about how? Okay. For fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this show was great. Obviously, it's like, you know, it showed me like what I could have been doing if I was if I decided to like pursue that path a little bit more. Again, it's not just that I wasn't good enough. It's just that, like, I didn't have the passion as many other of my fellow colleagues did. So it just didn't feel like the right path for me. But yeah, it, it I, I feel like it was a great showing, like, the process about how to make an anime. Like, a lot of things that went under, that go underappreciated, like, the music, the sound effects, like, the stuff that I pay attention to a lot of anime, they paid attention to it in the show, and that's really great for me. But the thing, the thing is, I, I've said this before a lot of times about when I do these final thoughts. When I judge an anime, like the highest I go for like a show that's just really good is an eight. And the, the thing is, I don't feel like this is the kind of show that I can look back at and then like, this is a show that I would want to rewatch or go back and think about. And for me, that's what tips a show to become a nine or a ten. So in the end, I'm gonna have to give the show an eight out of ten. It's it's really good. It really is. It's just. It's not enough for me to give it any higher. Fair enough. I I, I understand that that feeling where, uh, you know, you critically something can be really good, but then in, in terms of enjoyment or rewatchability, it's it's just not there for you uh, or as much. And that's just as important when it comes to rating shows, in my opinion, at least. Uh, so I get that. Uh, Pete, uh, last but not least. Well, I guess I'm last, but 
second to last but not least uh what, what have you got final thoughts uh just to touch on some things that other people didn't touch on i really like the supporting characters even if they weren't in the show for that long i really like that they had like two side black characters that was really cool it, like addition to the show um i really <laughs> like that the sensei who was like the advisor was literally there so he could get away so he could play on his phone like he's constantly just playing on his phone and i feel like it's just like a you know, like the middle-aged guy who just wants to get out of the house away from his wife. So he's like, yeah, I'm all... Because, like, there's, like, an episode where they're writing... Or they're, they're doing, like, storyboards and stuff on, like, a Sunday. And the sensei is just in, like, a broken-down car. And they're like, why are you here? And then, why are you here, teacher? And then um, he just responds with, like, well, if you guys are on campus, like, I have to be here to supervise you. And he's just playing on his phone. I thought that was just, like, a, whole, a hilarious, like, little... Thing to the like the characters that they added um and i really like Can I, what's up cat i just wanted to add something to <laughs> to yours because i feel like the sensei was probably like a just a walking plot device in a good way um anyway that's all i wanted well, to say like even in episode 10 where they're meeting with the student council and the teachers he's just playing on his phone the whole time there too so it's just like i don't know really silly stuff and it just made the show fun um I think this, like, I've said this in our anime of the year video. I feel like this show should be taught in, like, schools of how good the animation is. I thought, I think this is one of, if not the best animated show ever made. It blows my mind, like, every time I see a clip of it, even if I just watch the episode, it will still blow my mind if I watch, like, a 30-second clip on YouTube. I love this I really, really love this show. I do wish episode 8 was episode 12. That's really, like, my only complaint just because it kind of the climax of the show ends early. That's really my only complaint. Other than that, I think the show is fantastic. I'm giving it a nine out of 10 recommend it to everybody. The manga is still going. So I'll cross my fingers and maybe five years. We'll get a second season. Ah, so there we go. So nine out of 10 is for you as well. That's so, uh, that's interesting. I expected you to give it a 10 cause you, you ranted so much about, but I think that, uh, I agree with you. First off, uh, I as well am giving the show a nine out of ten. So we almost had nines across the board uh, for this show. I think that that's that's pretty funny, especially considering there were six of us instead of uh, four like there have been in the past or, or wherever where we had like all the same score. But uh, for me, this show uh, really had its it, it had really high peaks uh, that that I I really enjoyed. And again, I was smiling throughout that sh the entire show. But again, I, I just really wish that it was an eight-episode anime, or was a, um, or, or they reordered some of the plots. Because I don't know if it ended on that eighth episode. I, I don't know. I might have given it a ten out of ten. It might have been like like as pretty damn perfect to me, at least in in terms of like trying to tell the story that I was trying to tell. So, um, that that's the main place it fell short for me. There were a couple moments too where. Again, I don't think I've ever noticed this while watching an anime before, or especially not a good anime like this before, where a scene would end and it would just fade to black, and then it would come back with a different scene or whatever. I've ne I feel like I've never noticed that before with other shows, and I'm sure it's happened in good shows before that I've seen once or twice, but like this one, it just it just stood out to me. I just noticed it constantly, and I was just like, I wonder why that's happening. Like, why aren't they having good transitions? Why aren't they just changing from scene to scene i don't know again that's but that's such like a minor complaint like if that's what i'm complaining about then that means that this show is really really good so uh i gave the show a nine out of ten as well which means all of us gave nines except john who gave an eight so let me do my quick maths here 
uh, now I have to do quick maths because Johnny gave it an eight rather than having an easier <laughs> time. Uh, but that comes that averages our score out to an eight point eight three repeating, which is a very very good score. As a matter of fact, that is probably that is our tied tied for our third highest, I believe, uh, with Violet Evergarden tied for third. Uh, nice. Just behind Ping Pong at 8.86, and then uh, Tokyo Godfathers being the 9.0 that it was. You're goddamn um, right, it's just behind Ping Pong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so yeah, there we go. That's uh, that's our review of Izokin or our Watch Club episode of Izokin. So now we'll be moving on to our uh, our reveal for what show we'll be watching next week. Miles, you are ready with our next show. What are we I watching? Am... So we had a total of four shows nominated last from. week. Yeah, that's hot. Ha- that's hard um, for the people that watch, by the way, because you can only vote for three shows and you can't vote for your own show. So you have to pick from those three shows that you didn't nominate. And if you don't like one of those shows, you still have to give you it a just, point. You have to give it a point. And then sometimes you're Pat and you're like, I'm going to reverse psychology this and vote for my yeah. least favorite show one because I think no one else will vote for it. And then it almost wins. It's like one point away from winning. Um, yeah, that was like several weeks ago. That I didn't um, do that this week either. Because... No, you did not. <laughs> uh, in third place, we had Millennium Actress uh, notching up its first legacy point. Uh, in second place, for the second week in a row, we have Devil <laughs> is a part timer in a again in a very close second place. Um, and in first place, uh, we had what it really needed. What the show needed was for someone other than Pat to nominate it. Because Pat doesn't win these things. No, and I don't. <laughs> so we will be watching Yuri on Ice. Um, Who nominated that uh, show? Was it, was it Miles? Yeah, show. it was Miles. Miles really? So um, Miles' show. Miles' show won. Well, it, it, it's Pat's show, let's be real. But yes, Miles' show won. So there we go. So we'll be watching Yuri on Ice. Uh, I cannot wait to watch that. I might get my family to watch it with me. That'd Yuri on Ice is the only anime that has ever made me cry. Fun fact. Um... Wow. Violet I... Evergarden meant literally nothing to me, but Yuri on Ice, that made me cry. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I just asked my girlfriend if she wanted to watch Yuri on Ice with us because it's literally like one of her favorite anime, and she may join in. Oh, she should. It's so... Kayla's favorite anime, too. So. Kayla's favorite. Wow. She's right. also crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, so now we move on. Now that we, we are watching uh, Yuri on Ice. Uh, this is weird because I feel like I've won, but I still have. Uh, it's not like I have to come up with a new nomination for the next week. Uh, so this is a weird feeling. I like it. Um, uh, but yeah, so now we nominate our shows for the next week, which our next week uh, or our next uh, meeting will be on the 19th of April, which means the following meeting that we're voting for will be May the 3rd. No, nothing special really happening in that time. So I think we're just going to go with normal nominations this week. Miles, what have you got to nominate, or do you need a moment to figure it out because yours won? I don't. Um, I, I I first saw this as I count the votes. Unlike last yeah, time, really. I won, and despite and that, still, I did not yeah. foresee it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I really wanted Millennium Actress to win uh, this time. One because I'm a big Satoshi Ko fan. Two because like life's been pretty hectic, and I could use just like a movie, like. That would be nice. So, like, I'm closing on a house on May the 3rd. So, like, it would be great if we could see a movie. I'm not going to steal Millennium Actress from Pete if he's potentially re-upping that. Um, Everything I say, damn it. Um, 
But I, I'm going to throw out Akira. I've never seen Akira. Akira's supposed to be, like, really fucking good. Um, yes. So I'm going to nominate Akira. There you go. Uh, Akira, that's a great movie. That Maybe we can get Kanye West to come on and, and yeah, talk about it. Yeah, maybe we can get like, Kanye. Kanye, we'll, we'll, like, fucking rep your cult, dude. Like, he, if you you come on, like, I, I love will, like, music. legit, yeah. like, try to recruit people to your cult. Like shit. For, for the people who don't get the reference, the song "Blinding Lights" is in reference to a or like inspired by Akira. If people he, he, t- he is he has talked about his love for Akira like many many times. Yes. So sorry for those that that don't know uh, enough about Kanye. Uh, but yeah, he's I like about the anime enough that he made Kim Kardashian watch the zero two anime i forget what it's called Dark um, that just confirmed miles doesn't watch anime <laughs> yeah I, I it's the zero two anime Let's it's, be the yeah. zero two it's, the, it's the ichigo gets fucked anime no nope. yeah. wow we uh we're still working on oof, uh we're still working on not swearing in the final few minutes of the podcast uh you know we'll we'll, we'll get there someday uh people will learn um Cat, what have you got to nominate? Now that you're back, Cat is back. What are you nominating? The Cat is back. You Thank you. Mark you down for Nakamura. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I'm down. <laughs> I mean, it's Neko is he- or is heck no. I mean, that's the shirt I'm wearing. I'd stand up, but I don't feel like it. Um, <laughs> but my thing is, I don't really feel like watching Nakamura right now. So I'm going to nominate something else, something a little Thank bit you. more. Uh, Something a little bit less, well, depending on your uh, on your outlook on things. I'm going to nominate How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. <laughs> I love that. That's great a great show. nomination. Great That's a great show. nomination. I like, that'd that. be okay. such a good show to talk about, too, with, with our cast. I'd, yeah. That's great. This is going to be a fun day. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Cat, what was your show? I completely blanked. How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. <laughs> okay. Was it yeah. my face or was it the game? I don't know which one you're talking about. I got about. a text message and I have really bad ADD. Yes. Well, same. He's, lo- he's lost um, in your eyes. He's just playing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, he's go already got a picture of me. Uh, oh, shit. It was How Heavy Are the Dumbbells You Lift. Okay. Mm-hmm. that People liked that show. Yep. There we go. Yeah, no, again, it's it's uh, it's a funny show. It's, it's really well done. Haz, what have you got? Um... I had I had three choices. Um, I could re up. Um, my mental choices are completely ruining my um, school romantic comedy. Um, and pray, pray. Uh, I have another card, which is surgery. That's a card, you know. Um, the birthday didn't work. The surgery ain't working either, what? my man. <laughs> I, so I'll like, it again. if I die I'll tomorrow, right? Just know I spent my last day. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't God win damn. the nomination. So, <laughs> if you die without I'm a, I'm a, finishing, you Echo has. I will dig your just fucking read corpse up. Funeral. I will kill you. Read you. Read your corpse. Your last body. visual novel. He's going to learn necromancy just to bring you back and then kill you again. That eulogy is gonna be long as fuck, boy. Um, yeah, I'll just bring my laptop up. <laughs> All right, let's reel it back in. We're almost there. We're, 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 we're almost to the promised land. Uh, Jeffy, yeah. the promised land. I didn't land. even say it. How did you guys even nominate a show? 
Wow. Did he not? Wow. I thought he no. nominated. Did no, he not? He didn't. No. Yeah, he <laughs> did. He nominated. No, he, he, he said he could do it, he's but he's going to do. Oh, and then we got off track. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to nominate again. Yeah. The other option was something I think is like criminally underrated, um, which is High Score Girl. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm being selfish. Um, I want to essentially put myself in the position Cat was with Nambaka. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to up Rosario Vampire. Oh, I um, love it. I love it. So, and, you know, let everyone see why I am the person I am and how I got to I respect that. I respect that. I was hoping. I respect it, but like I was hoping there would be a no non-Baka references during this show. Hey, but apparently I was wrong. Non-Baka has been forgiven, Cat, because Blood Blockade Battlefront happened. Yeah. Yes. And you're welcome, by the way. Non-Baka like... is art compared to that show. <laughs> it is I mean amazing. There we go. I'll take it. <laughs> Cat just, uh, see, right. it, see it, it did it did some good. My show did some good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Rosario no, Vampire, for anyone wondering, has a 6.83 on Mal. Um, Great. All right. And Blood Blockade <laughs> Battlefront has a, a 7.64. So this show is exactly one point worse than Blood Blockade Battlefront. In theory. In theory. <laughs> yeah, but non-block had like theory. a 7.3, right? Theory. Anyways, Johnny, we're not we've talking been about going for an right hour now. and a half. Johnny, what have you got for your nomination? Hey, I, I'm just gonna re-up the show I, I nominated last time. It's got two legacy points, so why the hell not? Devil's a part timer. I like Devil's a part timer. There you go. All right, uh, Pete, what have you got? Uh, I want to do a show. I think it'd be really fun to talk about, and I think it'd be like right up our alley. Genre: sci-fi, slice of life, comedy, supernatural, and signing. What happens when an alien meets a Yakuza boss? We get Hina Matsuri. I'm recommending Hina Matsuri. Thought about that. Yes, no joke. I, I almost that show. nominated that. You should have. There you go. That's well, I a, shouldn't have because then you would have had no idea what to do. I had Millennium Mattress in my pocket. Yeah, you should have done Millennium Mattress. I even gave like a, a pitch like, please nominate movies, people. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I caught the hint. I just said no thanks. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Um, and last, uh, I'll go last. Obviously, uh, I'm gonna just re-up uh, now and then. Here and there, it's got again legacy points up the wazoo. It'll it'll win eventually. It's pretty damn cool. Inspiration, inspiring show apparently for a lot of different shows in the past. But yeah, you so there we go. So Those are it, did it inspire Sao? Uh, it it, it it inspired a lot of isekais. Yeah, so a yeah, huge it kind of did influence the isekai. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it, it's a, and it's a classic. It's a, it's a, it's a classic show. So I, I really hope we get to watch it someday. Um, but yeah, either way, I'm, I'm happy though. Yuri on Ice, that's exciting. I cannot wait to talk about that show and wa- finally watch that show. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that wraps up our, our session this week. So thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again in two weeks. Pete, why don't you close this out? Pat always closes it out and then has to pass it to me. <laughs> Yes. I close out the session. You close out the the content. You know, I think that's the best way to put sure, it. Sure, right? let's, let's go with that. So, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in talking along with us, you are welcome to join Watch Club. Links to our Discord below. We have an Anime Club channel. You can discuss it there. Um, we have like 
a social media like every other person in the world uh if you have a twitter follow us <laughs> so i'm trying to think of something off the top of my head um and a week from now we'll be doing part two of our winter review because i watched like 37 shows and i only reviewed half of them so if you mm-hmm. want to hear my hot takes on what what do we got redo of a healer oh yeah that's a big one. Oh yeah hori mia <laughs> uh Laid back camp, not not Viori. Oh, we got some bangers next next episode. I'm really looking forward to that. Otherwise, if you want to watch us all again, we'll see you in two weeks for Watch Club for Yuri on Ice. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.